You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Welcome to Inside Lebo. I'm Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans. And I'm Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Our guest today is actually our first two-time guest on the show. Welcome back to Public Works Director Rudy Sukel. A few weeks ago you were on the show and talked about leaf collection and now that most of the leaves have fallen and we're transitioning into the other four-letter word happening which is snow, uh, you're back to talk about how snow removal works in Mount Lebanon. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good morning. Absolutely. Um, so this is one of the many jobs that Public Works handles, correct? You correct. do the leaf collection, you do a lot of other things in the community, but snow is probably what you're most known for, right? It's a very high priority, yes. Uh, we take a lot of pride in our snow and ice control programs, and um, uh, it, you know, it all revolves around safety and safe travel in the community. So yeah, it's very important. Absolutely. Now, what is the process for clearing the roads from snow? Well, and ice as well. Yeah, it depends on uh, the weather conditions and how much snow we receive. Uh, anything up to uh, around an inch and over, uh, we start plowing the streets, and that takes more time because we have to go in both directions, typically two or three passes on each side of the street, and clear the snow off before we're able to put control products down, ice melters, salts, and those type of things. So uh, if it's less than an inch, three-quarters of an inch, uh, it's typically we will run through the community and just salt the streets. And that typically takes about four hours, three to four hours for the, the crews to clear, clear the whole community. That's a question I've always had is how do they choose between plowing and salting? It depends on the conditions, you know, and it depends on how much snow is actually on the road. Uh, as I said, and the temperatures have a lot to do with it too. Right. Uh, but if there's more than three quarters to an inch of snow, we do drop the plows and we have to clear that off because the salt is just not effective. And salt has to have traffic as well. Uh, in order for it to uh, mix up, start to break down, and start to de-ice the streets. Interesting. So how many snow plows do we have, and how are the routes set up throughout the community? We have, when we respond for snow and ice, a typical response is nine trucks. We have three larger trucks that service the main road routes that we have, and we have six trucks that service the uh, residential streets, side streets, alleys, and those type of things. Uh, the three larger trucks are, are based on uh, geography and all of it revolves basically around the location of the public works facility because that's where the salt stored so that's our only salt storage area all the trucks have to load up there they have to come back for loads our routes are, are, are based on uh, for the most part lane miles um, each truck covers about 25 lane miles with each route uh, the main roads cover a little more because they have four-lane roads within their routes. Washington Road is a name of one of our routes. Uh, Gilkeson is another route, and Byer Hill is another route. So we have three different routes that we run with the main roads, and then we also have uh, north, south, east, west, central, and north, north, northwest routes. So those are the six routes that we run with small trucks. It's all based on geography and time. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Like you said, with lane miles, with Washington Road being a four or five lane road in some parts of the community, it basically takes twice as long to do that as it does a residential street, which is just two lanes. It can, especially if we're plowing. Uh, but what we'll do too is we'll team up when we do what's called we do what's called uh, tandem plowing, uh, where all the trucks get together and they plow the entire side of the street in one pass. So they overlap their plow plow uh, uh, widths and it's like a train going down the street street and they, they push all the snow off in one pass one or two passes so that gets that's more efficient than one person 
going back and forth and creating a pile of snow in the middle of the road in the middle of a four-lane road the traffic then has to deal with because you have to start in the center and work your way out right yeah because it yeah. kind of angles it right towards the center. exactly as someone who knows nothing about all of that I love to see the three or two plows together, like watching them go down the street. It's really cool, a cool sight for sure. I don't, the... I don't like to see that particularly because <laughs> it snowed a really lot. We're, we're all of our trucks are out paying a plan. So how many road miles are, are you plowing total then? Two, 227 lane miles. Uh, okay. A lane mile is a travel lane. So in other words, if you have a mile of four lane road, that's actually four lane miles okay. uh, because you have to treat each one of those lanes. Uh, the two lane roads that we have for residential sections are, if you have a mile of road, it's two lane miles. So center line miles is a, a little less than half of that 227 based on the fact that four lanes, uh, four lane roads is like Byer Hill, Washington, Gilkison are, are, are treated as four lane roads. So uh, it's right around 100 miles, a little less than 100 miles, um, center line miles uh, or 227 lane miles. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, just think, you know, each one of our trucks co covers 25 lane miles. So it'd be like you dropping in your car and driving 25 miles. That's a pretty significant distance to travel on dry roads. And we're Absolutely. hauling salt and plowing the roads and salting in treacherous weather uh, with dump trucks. So it's, 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 it can be a daunting task at times, but uh, our guys are quite capable, capable of handling that. Yeah, absolutely. So who decides when the plows come out onto the road? If we are on duty, uh, our, our folks work 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, if we see any conditions, we'll typically just throw the, uh, at least a truck or two out on the street and keep an eye on things. We're always keeping an eye on things. If it's after hours, uh, weekends, late night, uh, our police department is on the road 24-7, so they will notify us if conditions start to get bad. Uh, our superintendent will call out a crew uh, based on a call from watch commander or someone in the police department. How long does it take to get out on the roads then? We try to get on the road within 30 minutes. Okay. And how long does it take to make one whole sweep through the municipality? Depends on the um, uh, how, uh, the volume of snow and how, right. how much is covered. But with a typical snow, and when I say typical, an inch or less, uh, we can get it done in less than four hours. That's how That's our routes awesome. are structured. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, what are some of the biggest challenges that your crews have with snow removal? Uh, some of it would be parking on the streets uh, with um, cars that are parked along the curb. It makes it difficult, and, and especially if they're parked opposite of each other on, on a two-lane road. Uh, the plows are nine foot or ten foot wide, depending on the truck, and that makes it a tight squeeze to get through um, vehicles that are parked along the curb. Um, also, any shoveling of, of walks or snow blowers that blow the snow back on the street after we've already cleared it. Uh, you know, I asked residents and, and, you know, we get calls where people were upset because we've plowed snow onto the sidewalk. I mean, unfortunately, we, that's where it's going to go. I mean, we're plowing to the curb and the sidewalks are along the curb. Uh, but we asked the residents if they can to wait until we've finished clearing the street before they clear their walk and then clear it towards the house and away from the street so that we're not coming back to plow the street again because it's just going to end up on the sidewalk again. So those are some of the challenges. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm, yeah. I'm guessing like time of day can be a challenge too. If snow falls during rush hour, it's just harder to get the plows through the traffic that's already on the street. Absolutely, because our truck drivers are in the same traffic that everyone else is stuck in. Absolutely. And we can't get to the emergency spots. And, um, you know, you have a couple of accidents, really back things up, main roads with the big trucks. Uh, but yeah, traffic and timing is, is really, really an issue. 
So you were mentioning about cars parking on the streets. What is the rule as far as when it snows, who can park on the street, when can you park on the street? There's actually an ordinance that prohibits parking on the street if uh, more than one inch of snow is anticipated. That makes sense. It does, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, and I know we do send out LIBO alerts when there is anticipated snow in the forecast, but sometimes we get surprise snows. Um, so it is important for people to move their cars off the street so that our crews can get through and, uh, you know, do what they need to do to make the streets safe to drive on. Um, so we'll be right back after we take a short break uh, with more on snow removal with Public Works Director Rudy Sukel. Okay, welcome back to Inside Lebo. We're talking about snow removal today with Public Works Director Rudy Sukel. So, um, you know, Rudy, you mentioned that we have nine routes that go throughout the community. Um, if there's no traffic on the road in perfect conditions, they can get the routes done in a little under four hours. Um, and you also discussed how, you know, if it's less than an inch of snow, we'll typically just use salt and some other products on the street versus if there's more than an inch, um, you know, we'll be plowing the streets. Um, so how much salt do we go through in one year? On average, about 7,000 tons of salt. Wow. Yeah, it's a That's lot. It's a lot. It yeah. is a lot. Oh. So, um, you know, that's, wow, that's a ton of salt. Um, so the municipality made some investments, um, you know, within the last five years in the public works site down on Cedar Boulevard. One of those was a new salt storage facility. Has that improved the efficiency of the operation? Absolutely. You know, we're able to actually dump the trucks that deliver the salt, the triaxles and city dumpers directly into the building. Um, when we had a salt dump previously, those things are designed to be loaded with a conveyor from the outside to the center of the dome. Um, we didn't have a conveyor, so we had to bucket everything into the dome. Uh, for the most part, we would dump the salt outside and, and uh, shove it into the dome and stack it up. Uh, with our new system, our loader still piles it, pushes it up into a, a more efficient pile, uh, but the, the salt is, be, is able to dump directly into the building. So yeah, it's created a, a much better situation for our operators and our uh, delivery folks as well. That's great yeah, to that's see our investments paying off like that. And I'm, I'm guessing on the back end, too, that it speeds things up when trucks have to come in and get new loads of salt during the, you know, so snow removal times when we want them out on the roads as much as possible. That's correct. And it did increase our capacity as well. Uh, the old dome that we had, we were able to probably store about 4,000 tons in that dome. Uh, the new building that we built is more of a barn facility. Uh, we can store about 6,500 tons in that, that facility. So it gives us more of a buffer. Uh, we don't have to concern ourselves as much about ordering salt. We can order it better times of the year when the weather is good and we're not scrambling to replenish our supplies uh, when it's snowing in the middle of the winter. There's also potential in the middle of the winter that the rivers freeze. A lot of the salt is brought in by barge mm -hmm. uh, to West Elizabeth where it's trucked from there to our facility. So once the rivers freeze, the barges aren't able to come up the river. A lot of the salt comes from Louisiana, some of the mines there, uh, some from Ohio, but um, that uh, transportation corridor is closed once it's frozen up. And we've, we've experienced that a couple of years where we've gotten, I've gotten yeah. really nervous in the middle of winter uh, when our salt supplies were getting a little low. And some of our neighbors actually ran out uh, different times of the year. Yeah, I remember that. There was um, a community up in the North Hills, I remember one year, that ran out of salt and they basically just said that or well they were very low and they basically just said they're going to do the steep slopes and the intersections that they had and that was pretty much it so we're very fortunate to be able to have a, a facility here in our community that can hold basically our whole capacity for the entire absolutely winter. i sleep better at night knowing that's there 
Absolutely. How do you know how much to order every year? You know, I, you don't know what the weather is going to be like that winter. We base it on averages, okay. and we have a um, uh, we have an agreement through SHACOG, uh, South Hills uh, Council of Governments, uh, that's negotiated with different contractors. It's actually a a, a bid process. Uh, our current contractor is Cargill Salt out of Ohio. Uh, so we, we we know our averages based on, you know, there, there's winters where we've only used three or 4,000 tons, but there's also winters where we've used eight or 9,000 tons. So over a 10 year average, 10, 15 year average, we average about 7,000 tons. And we know we should ha plan to have that amount of material on the ground or in the process of getting here. What happens if you don't use it all that year? Can you save it for the next year? Yeah, absolutely. It's money in the bank. It's just, it's, it's there and, you know, prices always go up. So it's better to buy it now and have it in stock and not have to worry about those fluctuations in the prices. Absolutely. That makes sense. So we do have a, a variety of street types in Mount Lebanon. We have our asphalt streets, we have concrete streets, we have brick streets, we have some dead end streets. Um, are there any special challenges that the different types of street surfaces pose for snow removal? Surfaces, um, brick streets tend to take a little more material um, to, especially during freezing rain events. Freezing rain events are bad. Uh, there's, it's just you don't have any traction. Uh, typically, we'll chain the vehicles up uh, to make sure we give the guys a little extra advantage uh, on the hills. A lot of the brick streets are on hills as well, so uh, when the salt starts to melt, the ice that's on the streets, it'll channel its way down into the crevices between the bricks and you still have a layer of ice on the surface of the brick, so you really haven't accomplished much. So we find ourselves using at least 2X to 3X product uh, when we're trying to de-ice the streets and uh, melt things down. Gotcha. Now, in terms of you know municipal streets versus state and county-owned roads, who clears the, the state and county? Does PennDOT come in and clear them? Does the county, or do we do that? No, we clear all streets in Mount Lebanon. Okay. Um, we have agreements with the county, Allegheny County, as well as PennDOT. Uh, they reimburse us uh, for our expense. Uh, to clear those those streets so we have uh, i think we're in a middle of a three or four year agreement right now with pendot uh, and we usually have multi-year agreements with the county as well so it doesn't matter if it's washington road or academy avenue you're, you're plowing them all no and it, it makes sense for us to do it i mean we're here we're driving over the streets anyway it's really just a matter of materials right um so we treat them i know you know it would be difficult for PennDOT and the county to provide the type of service we have uh, because they wouldn't be here in town. They'd have to transport here from their Absolutely. salt storage areas. And uh, so it's just, it, it makes a lot of sense for our guys to do it. Definitely. So, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, you also mentioned about, you know, you your preference is that your trucks are able to come through and then residents clean off their sidewalks so that they're not, you know, throwing the snow out onto the street. Obviously, we you mentioned we prefer them to throw it you know, towards their house and, and not throw the snow back onto the street. So what are the rules for cleaning sidewalks? How soon after a snowfall do they have to be cleaned? Sidewalks in Mount Lebanon have to be cleaned, residential sidewalks, uh, within a 24-hour period after the snow stops. Uh, unless it's a business area, then it's eight hours after a snow. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so from your department, you know, you mentioned it takes about four hours to, to cover the whole town how do you handle it if the snow keeps falling or if you know it starts and stops again do you just stay out there on the roads yes our crews are set up where we have basically an a and b or one and two team uh where we if we see it's going to be an extended uh event uh we'll break down into 12-hour shifts uh it's it's 10 people on each shift actually 11 because we usually bring in a mechanic in the garage uh, but we have nine operators, nine truck drivers on the street, and one operator in the yard that loads each truck as they come in and replenishes the salt on their truck for the next run. 
So it's a 11-man uh, team, uh, so it's 22 people, plus we have three people that uh, manage the garages and the par parking lots uh, for the parking areas, yeah. uh, and they're dedicated to that, that function as well. So we'll break into 12-hour uh, shifts, uh, 12 hours on, 12 hours off, until the event is over and everything's cleaned up. So you could be plowing for 24 or 28 hours, even just keep going we've as long as the snow? We've three, four days with different events where we've had you know, 10, 12, 18 inches of snow, yeah. Oh, that's a lot. It yeah. is. It is. And it's the same crew, and they're switching on and off, and they're Back just, and forth. yeah. yeah. Oh, just, wow. Just, yeah. Hot swap the seat. They don't even shut the truck off. They just, <laughs> one guy jumps out, and the other guy jumps in. Sure. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, residents, and when they're clearing their driveways, and they're clearing their sidewalks, what are some things they can do to make it easier on you guys um, in terms of, you know, maybe not blowing the snow into the street or things like that? That's one of the biggest things. You know, a lot of folks have snow blowers now. Just try not to blow it into the street. Uh, it just makes it, it makes it dangerous for motorists and, and even pedestrians you know that are right. walking in the street um, vis visual obstructions you know there's piles of snow um, it makes it tough for people to see with crosswalks and intersections and so forth so yeah just try not to blow the snow and i know in certain instances you know it's hard to clear the snow and you, you have nowhere to put it but uh, just try and make every effort to, to blow it back towards the, the property in the house Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, as one final question, you know, is there anything else that residents should know about snow removal as we get into the winter season here? Uh, just that, you know, our, our uh, staff is doing everything that they can to try to possibly get it done as quickly as possible. Um, keep in mind, even with a minimal snow, it takes four hours to get all the way through the community. So, so well, somebody is first and somebody is last. And it's, you know, if it continues to snow, we have to start that process all over again. So you may not see a truck, uh, but they're out there. Uh, it may take three or four hours to get to your street, but I can assure you that we're out there the whole time. That's awesome. Yeah. A lot of respect for, for your folks in Public Works who clear those streets and keep us safe. We appreciate uh, that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it for this episode of Inside Lebo. Um, today's episode was produced by Carrie Magno with the music written by Drew Magno. And thanks to Chris Lieber from the Public Information Office for the wonderful graphics we have for our show. You can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the other sources for information on Mount Lebanon. Sign up for Lebo Alerts uh, through the municipal website uh, to get information, you know, blasted out via text, email, whatever on, you know, hey, there's snow coming, make sure you move your cars off the street, things like that, that we do send out a lot of important information that way, especially as we get into this time of year as well. Um, so thanks everyone for joining us and check back in a few weeks for another episode of Inside Lebo. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.